Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
פתאום מחדש. אני מודה, אני נרגש, כל נשימה, חיים במתנה. בכל יום מתעלה, הלב מרגיש ומתמלא, ומתוכי פורצת מנגינה. בוקר טוב עולם, בוקר שכזה, כל החושך Bad news is everywhere 
J.M. in the A.M. That's uh, Lipo with Melech Malchei Hamlochim here at J.M. in the A.M. Uh, before that, you heard the uh, Baruch HaGever by Eli Deutsch. Arye Kunzler with a two for Tuesday, Don't Give Up and Up Like a Lion. Boker Tov by Mordechai Shapiro. Mach Abracha, that was Shmuley Unger. And of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Welcome to a Tuesday on this December 31st, New Year's Eve. Tomorrow at this time, it'll be 2020, believe it or not. That is hard to believe. The third of Teves, the year 5780. Tufshin uh, Pei with 39 degrees, 42% humidity. Winds are south at four miles per hour. Sunny today with a high of 53. Then tonight, partly cloudy and a low of 39. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy for the uh, Siamashas with a high temperature of 55 degrees. Wow. That is some... Amazing <laughs> Siata Deshmaya, 55 for the Siamashas. Wow. Uh, 53 right now in Yerushalayim. We're at 39 degrees here in New York City as we say good morning at JM. And the AM, speaking of Yerushalayim, will be at the Siamashas and Benyei Haoman Thursday night. Thursday's broadcast will be from Yerushalayim, from World Mizrahi headquarters. Very much looking forward to that event. Um, tomorrow we are here between six and nine before we head to the airport today, as I posted on Facebook, we've got a fun day for the final day of 2019. In addition to JM and the AM, uh, today we've got a, an 11 AM live lunch from Aaron's in West Orange, New Jersey. Join us. Aaron's in West Orange, New Jersey. will be there live between 11 AM and 1 PM today to wrap up our December on the road. On December 31st, of course, brought to you by Aaron's Casino Farms on Casino Boulevard in Flushing and Aaron's West Orange, Eagle Rock Avenue in West Orange, New Jersey. So join us today and um, and uh, we'll have a good time in West Orange, New Jersey, certainly. We'll have a very good time, that's for sure. JM in the AM at 6.31 in the morning as we continue on this uh, on this Tuesday. A lot of people with a day off today on this uh, on this New Year's Eve. Whether you're off, whether you're on, whether you're on vacation, or whether you're tuned in from home, whatever the case may be, thanks for listening in to JM in the AM. Oh, oh, oh. 
Oh, no, 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 no,
Hashem
wiping those tears. You look in the mirror, you face all your fears. Don't be a fool trying to be wise like Solomon. Only the weak try to be strong like Samson. Oh no. Oh no. I did what I said, I got no one to blame. Only one thing matters at the end of the game, they'll say. Did you give it all you got? Cause in this life you only have what you got. So give it, give it, give it all you got. In this world we only have, we only have what we got. So give it, give it, give it all you got. If you say it's easy, I'll say it's not. You gotta give it, give it, give it, give it all you got. And if you say it's not for you, I'll say it's your lot. You gotta give it, give it, give it, give it all you got. And if you say you're tired, I'll say tick tock. You gotta give it, give it, give it, give it all you got. And you could put my album on a shelf to write just. Give it, give it, give it, give it all you got.
Benny Friedman. It's called Haraini. Ellie Marcus at Chavivi. Eighth day with all you got. Amechad done by Ari Goldwag. Michal Przanski's Aleinu, and you heard Baruch Levine and Ush Mayim in there. Tuesday morning in America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and AchimSegal.com, and the Segal Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Galait's on in the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. Don't forget, we're at Aaron's in West Orange, New Jersey, for a Tuesday live lunch today, 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. Make sure to join us. We're going to swap live lunches with Avrami. He'll be on Thursday. We'll be on today between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. from Aaron's in West Orange, New Jersey. On the road in December, brought to you by Aaron's Casino Farms, Casino Boulevard in Flushing, and Aaron's West Orange on Eagle Rock Avenue in West Orange, New Jersey. Tomorrow is the CMHS in New Jersey with 90,000 strong, mostly cloudy with a high of 55. Pretty amazing. I got to give credit to those who had faith in the one above for the weather forecast for tomorrow. Uh, Galay Tzal, Israel Army Radio. Hmm. Um, yeah, pretty amazing. Thursday, we're at the CMHS in Jerusalem at the Mizrahi, World Mizrahi presentation of the CMHS at uh, Binyanei Haumah. We'll be broadcasting from there on Thursday as we kick off our journey to the Holy Land. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a uh, Tuesday follows next. We say Boker Tov from Jam and Am. Galitzal, Yerushalayim, Hashanah 2, Shalom Rav, Kan Ran Yavnai, Ima Shekorei Achshav. תאונת דרכים קשה ברמת הגולן, אישה בת 40 נהרגה ונערה בת 15 נפצעה אנוש בהתנגשות בין מכונית ומוביל טרקטור בצומת בראון בכביש 98. צוותי מדע שהגיעו למקום פינו עוד ארבעה פצועים במצב בינוני. כתבנו גיא ורון מעדכן שמחקירת התאונה עולה שנהג המכונית הפרטית לא ציית לתמרור עצור. דוח העוני של הביטוח הלאומי, יותר ממיליון ושמונה מאות אלף נפשות חיו בעוני בשנה שעברה ובהם שמונה מאות ארבעים ושניים אלף ילדים. עוד עולה מהדוח שכתשעה עשר אחוז מהקשישים בישראל חיו מתחת לקו העוני. מאיר שפיגלר, מנכ"ל הביטוח הלאומי, התייחס אצל יעל דן לנתונים. גם אם יש בהחלט ניצנים חיוביים וישנן גם מגמות חיוביות, עדיין המלאכה מרובה, בעיקר בקרב האוכלוסיות. של הקשישים ושל הילדים, יש מה לעשות, בכוונתנו בהחלט לפעול בכיוון הזה, ואני מקווה מאוד שבשנה הבאה שיצא דוח העוני של שנת 2019, המצב כן. ישתפר. עלות מערכות הבחירות לכנסת העשרים ושתיים והכנסת העשרים ושלוש היא מעל מיליארד ורבע שקלים, כך נחשף היום בוועדת הכספים של הכנסת. כתבנו לענייני כלכלה, ניתאי ענבי. לפי נציגת האוצר, העלות הישירה לקופת המדינה של מערכת הבחירות כ-583 מיליון שקלים, מהם 330 מיליון עבור פעילות ועדת המכירות המרכזית, ועוד 253 מיליון עבור מימון מפלגות. נוסף על העלות הישירה, יש אובדן תוצר למשק ביום השבתון. בדיון אושרו 50 מיליון שקלים לוועדת הבחירות המרכזית, להיערכות לבחירות ב-2 במרס. בעיראק אלפי מפגינים הסתערו על בניין שגרירות ארה״ב בבגדד. השגריר האמריקני והעובדים פונו מהמקום. 
כתבנו לעניינים ערביים ג'קי חוגי. אלפי מפגינים תומכי איראן ליוו למנוחות את הרוגי התקיפה האמריקנית שלשום, ואז הסתערו על מתחם הממשל שבו שוכנת השגרירות. כוחות הביטחון העיראקים לא מנעו את כניסתם למתחם, וכמה מאות מהם זרמו לקרבת השגרירות והם מסכנים את יושביה. המפגינים נושאים דגלים של המיליציות הפרו-איראניות וקוראים מוות לאמריקה. מטפל נעצר בחשד שתקף קשיש בן 70 בבית אבות בבני ברק, כתבת תחום המשטרה ליה ספילקין. ביתו של הקורבן התלוננה במשטרה כי המטפל, תושב בני ברק בן 30, תקף את אביה וגרם לו חבלות קשות. בתום חקירתו במשטרה נעצר החשוד, והיום בית משפט השלום בתל אביב האריך את מעצרו עד יום שישי. מזג האוויר, ירידה קלה בטמפרטורות, הן תהיינה נמוכות מהרגיל לעונה, בצפון הארץ ובחוף. צפויים גשמים מקומיים. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
J.M. in the A.M. with Benny Friedman and Misha Mamin. Nice selection, huh? Hey, come join us today at 11 a.m. until 1 o'clock. We'll be at Aaron's West Orange, New Jersey for a Tuesday live lunch. Come on by and say hi, everybody. Uh, before Benny, you heard Udi Davidi with Lakol Zman. Yoel Shirabi had Kuma Hashem. And Chaim David Burson opened up that set with Kulanu Nizamer here at J.M. In the AM. Well, Tuesdays at 7.20. You know what that means. It means it is time for our Yeshiva League sports update. Elliot Weiselberg does an amazing job keeping us up to date on everything happening in Yeshiva League sports. And today is no exception with our Yeshiva League sports update. The final one of 2019. Here's Elliot Weiselberg at JM in the AM. 
Thanks, Nachum. Today, on the last Tuesday morning jam in the AM Sports Update of the calendar year, we close out 2019 with a bit of irony in our shortened schedule, playoff-shaping contests in hockey, upsets at the top in boys' varsity and JB basketball, and a division clinch in girls' varsity basketball. A complete rundown of the final full week of 2019 straight ahead. Good morning, I'm Elliot Weiselberg. We'll start off in boys hockey, where only seven games were played between JV and Varsity this week. In Varsity, Hafter avenged the overtime loss to Mag and David, trouncing them at home by the score of 9 to nothing. That loss, combined with Flatbush's 6-2 win over Hank and Hafter's 6-0 win over Hank last night, has effectively ended the season for the Warriors and clinched playoff spots for DRS, Rombaum, North Shore, and Hafter, with the final spot belonging to either the Falcons or the Hurricanes, depending on the remainder of their schedules. Juniors Jerry Sabag and Joe Mamie each scored two goals for Flatbush in the win over Hank. In other action, JEC defeated Hillel 5-2 to keep their slim playoff hopes alive in the West. Some good action on the week ahead as 2019 will end tonight with a frisch TABC matchup and will kick off 2020 with TABC hosting DRS on Sunday. Only three JV scores on the week. Mag and David got their first win in the season, downing Hafter 4-2, but would fall by the same score to YDE, clinching a playoff spot for the Thunder. YDE will claim the second seed in the East as DRS has already clinched the division and will enjoy a first-round home game against the West number 3 seed. In the race for the remaining two spots, Hank defeated Hafter to jump over Rambam and Flatbush into sole possession of the East number 3 seed. Their playoff hopes will still come down to their matchup with Flatbush in February, but a Hank win or tie will get the Hurricanes into the second season. Over in basketball, nine games were played. The JV board saw Hafter play in three of the four contests, with the Hawks going 1-2 and two on the week. Hafter took a 64-42 loss to Mag and David, and a 53-50 overtime loss to YDE, but were able to bounce back with a 59-49 win over Hank last night, finishing up the season at 4-6, and six, but still hanging on to slim playoff hopes. Now tied at four wins with Hank, should Hank lose out and Shari Torin not reach the four-win mark, Hafter would still be alive for the final playoff spot. The only non-Hafter game on the week was a biggie at the top of the East, where Flatbush topped Mag and David 50-44 to not both teams at 7-2, and pulling the Warriors out of their tie with DRS for first in the East and effectively down to third. Both teams will fight for the second seed and will wait to see if DRS drops any of their remaining games to keep the others alive for home court throughout the East playoffs. In varsity basketball, the Warriors suffered a similar fate as Hafter upset Mag and David 67-63. The loss drops the Warriors to 10-2, even with the Hawks in losses, but only a win ahead following Hafter's wins over YDE on Saturday night and Hank last night behind senior Jordan Appel's 22 points. With very few games left and a split-season series, these two could go down to the wire for the East top spot. However, both will need to face DRS, who sit only one loss behind the pair and can throw an added wrinkle into the standings down the stretch. In other action, Flatbush defeated Magen of Rum 68-55, and out west, Hillel took one step closer to taking the top seed with a 61-45 win over Kushner to improve to 10-1. Finally, in girls' basketball, four results on the week. In varsity, Hafter clinched the east with a win over Hank, while Flatbush did the same to improve to 500 at 4-4. Out west, Mayano jumped ahead of Frisch with a win over Hillel, upping their record to 8-1. And in JV, the only contest this week saw Hafter defeat Hank 47-38. For those keeping count, in the final week leading into 2020, there were, yes, ironically, 20 games played. We would like to wish all of our listeners a happy new year, and as we enter a new decade, we look forward to all that the Yeshiva League has in store for us for the rest of this season and beyond. For the Tuesday Morning Jam, the AM Sports Update, I'm Elliot Weiselberg.
I'm 
J.M. in the A.M. Tuesday morning, final day of 2019. We're going to spend our live lunch today at Aaron's in West Orange, New Jersey. Join us, everybody, between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. at Aaron's in West Orange, New Jersey, as uh, we get set to uh, wrap up December and 2019 with a great live lunch in uh, New Jersey uh, later today. Uh, J.M. in the A.M., Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, and... Zechanishmas Esther Basavilsavalevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with morning chizuk. Good morning. Hashem's forgiveness is extensive. It includes those sins which man commits directly against him. Ben Adam Lamakoim. Those sins against one's fellow man, Ben Adam Lachavero, are not forgiven until the injured party has himself forgiven the perpetrator. That's the basis for seeking forgiveness before Yom Kippur from anyone who we may have wronged. Without that, proper atonement cannot be made. We learn that the descendants of Avram Avinu are forgiving. The quality of forgiveness was one of the gifts that Hashem bestowed on Avram Avinu and all of his descendants. Not only must we be ready to forgive the injurer, we should also daven that Hashem forgive the person who has sinned before even he asks for forgiveness. This is based on the example of Avram Avinu, who prayed to Hashem to forgive Avimelech. The story is told of the great rabbi of Brisk. He was once quietly traveling home on the train. He shared company with a group of people that were ignoramuses, people that were Jewish, 
that were playing cards. Bothered by his aloof attitude, one of the gang demanded that the rabbi join the game or leave the car. When the rabbi couldn't comply, the fellow got up, physically removed him from the train car. When the train arrived at Brisk, also where the group was getting off, they were shocked to see the throngs of people who stood there waiting to greet the great rabbi. Mortified, the offender ran over to him and asked for forgiveness, but it was denied. He couldn't be calmed down and he tried again in another time. Finally, he made contact with the son of the rabbi. He begged him for a way to resolve the matter. The boy was surprised at the uncharacteristic behavior of his father. He agreed to do whatever he could. He visited his father, went over the laws of forgiveness. Their discussion touched upon the law that a person should not turn away someone asking forgiveness more than three times. Taking his cue, the boy asked his father, What about that individual? He asked you to forgive him a number of times, but you didn't agree. He replied, Him? I can't forgive him. He didn't offend me, the Rabbi Abris said. He offended a simple Jew that he thought I was. Let him ask forgiveness from a simple Jew. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. JM in the AM Tuesday. Thank you very much, Rabbi Goldwasser. Don't forget, later today, live lunch coming at you from 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. at Aaron's Casino, at, at Aaron's West Orange. Aaron's West Orange, located at 629 Eagle Rock Avenue in West Orange, New Jersey. We're there today between 11 and 1. Tomorrow, after JM in the AM, it's off to Israel. We are part of the uh, World Mizrahi Seum going on at Binyanei Haoma on Thursday night. We'll have an amazing Thursday lineup here at JMNAM. I'm giving you advanced notice. <laughs> an amazing advance, uh, uh, an amazing lineup, giving you advanced notice. An amazing lineup Thursday for JMNAM. And of course, broadcast from Jerusalem with more amazing lineups coming up on Friday and Monday. It's going to be quite a journey. I certainly hope you'll be with us the entire time here on JMNAM and the Nahum Siegel Network. Well, the uh, events of the last few days and really of the last few weeks and in many ways, of the last few months have shed a light on the activities of Community Security Service, or CSS. You can get information at thecss.org, thecss.org. And Adam Sager, who is the uh, director of CSS, is with us live via telephone. Adam, good morning, and welcome to JM in the AM. Good morning. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Nice to speak with you. Um, Give me a little history. When was the community security service founded yeah we we've been thinking about this stuff for a while we, we founded the organization about 15 years ago uh here in new york and um realizing that there's a threat to our community that we need to address in a professional way um and it's a body of trained volunteer security professionals that now stretch across the country about five thousand people strong um all trained to protect synagogues um schools community events. And uh, I'm just curious, before we talk about the recent events here in the New York area of the last few days, I'm curious, was it a specific episode that happened 15 years ago, uh, which spurred on the founding of Community Security Service, or was it just a general atmosphere? Uh, it, it was more of a general atmosphere myself, and 
uh, my co-founder, um, David Davicek, who founded the organization, um, we, we saw that the community had in some places security, uh, very few, but in some, but even that security was untrained, generally minimum wage um, guards who sometimes mean well, but they have no real training in how to protect our community. They don't know what's suspicious or what's not. And we said, this is, this is crazy. We, you know, we were professionals with background in security. And in the beginning, it was just us saying, how can we help? How do we help the community get from where it is to a much more secure environment? And I, uh, and I assume those guards that you're citing were also unarmed. Am I right about that? Uh, by the most, for the most part, yes. In the community, for the most part, yes. So if you're 5,000 strong across the country, I mean, you have any clue how many synagogues and schools are utilizing your training and services at this point? Uh, it's it's uh, hundreds of um, hundreds of locations on a weekly basis, which is a lot. But in the span of the community, uh, it's only a drop in the bucket. Um, some of us have seen, especially among some of the larger synagogues in large communities, have seen some type of security presence. You walk in Shabbos morning, could be difficult for a guest to uh, get through the front door. They probably don't know the code, and the code is not posted. You have to wait for someone to open it up. You're met by people who don't look at you necessarily with a suspicious eye, but look at you, you know, examining, you know, is this obviously somebody who's a guest of someone in the community or not? I guess all these subtleties and nuances are part of your training, right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, most of what needs to happen is uh, long before any event happens. So it's identifying a suspicious person, but it's also knowing the community. You know, if you if you're from the community, you know who belongs generally. You know, you and ninety ninety five percent of all the people you can welcome into the community without doing any real security work with them. And so you can focus your efforts on the few that may be out of place or suspicious, um, or are acting in some unusual way. And that's the best way, the most effective way to do security, which. Uh, most paid security can't do, which is why having at least a component leading your security effort that's from the community, but trained to do so, uh, has has proven to be across the, across the world, the Jewish communities across the world, the most effective solution. Right. Yeah, and I get that. I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, nonetheless, there's still a budget that's required. I mean, I would assume that uh, you and your staff would, you know, recommend to certain synagogues and institutions that they put up certain fences barricades, and we're talking about, you know, multiple ways that someone, unfortunately, can attack a synagogue or school. Uh, that, that's right. Yes, there are, there are the physical security enhancements that are needed, and at a minimum, there are some things you need to do, like put stronger locks on the doors and access control, emergency procedures, and CSS can help you through all of those um, decisions as well, and there are a lot of other resources in New York and other cities to help the Jewish community through those resources. Um, and um, but, you know, when, when there's a group of community members who are together, and it may be an event, right, it may be a speaker, it may be a rally, it may be something else, you want to not just uh, be protected, but feel protected. And that's where these groups come, come uh, you know, come in handy. There are community security groups that, that truly make a difference in what we can do. As, as a community, uh, we can protect our own people, and that's, I think, part of what the strength of CSS is. Uh, CSS empowers members of the Jewish community to protect Jewish life. It says that on the homepage of your website. I, I don't mean to get political, but I think something needs to be pointed out. Uh, for those of us who rely on our police forces and on our government to protect us, and believe you me, I know 
uh, that you know here in the United States we're we're getting protection like we've gotten from no other country outside of Israel uh, in the history of the Jewish people. So I'm not minimizing the work of the police forces and local authorities. But if you're depending strictly on that, it sounds like um, uh, fr- from uh, from your statement or from the the way you um, uh, position yourself online. It sounds like uh, we're fooling ourselves to a degree. If we think that that is sufficient, uh, then then uh, we're we're shortchanging our community in terms of uh, security needs. Yeah, the, the police are, are fantastic, um, and they they'll be the first to tell you they're not there to protect our or any or any location. They're there to respond to an event. They will be there as you know as fast as they can get there, which is usually very fast if there is an event. Um, but that's their job it's not to stand in front and protect it um it's not to know our community know what's in place or out of place um and so that working relationship with local pd for any jewish community location um is very important um but that's just part of the equation right they're not going to protect you um because they they can't um they can't officially do that Uh, but they will be there to respond and so it's up to us to make sure we're taking care of ourselves and, and our own community, uh, first and foremost. The majority of volunteers, Adam Sager's with us, founder of uh, CSS. You can go to thecss.org, Community Security Service. The majority of the volunteers that, that we see in front of synagogues and, uh, and uh, obvious Jewish-looking places uh, across the country, are they connected to local authorities? Are the majority of them you know, able at a moment's notice to notify you know th- those who we need to be notified immediately uh, they are um they always are uh the first seconds of any kind of event um they their first job is to respond and protect um their their community right and what what to do how to respond in an emergency part of that response is communicating with the police and local authorities um but a lot of it actually happens way before an event if you identify someone, actually conducting surveillance on your location, looking suspicious, and passing that information on to the police so they can then look into them, um, identify if that person really is uh, a threat or is not to the community. And that part of the relationship is just as important, if not more important, uh, because it's an ongoing dialogue back and forth, um, and really to help build a safer environment for, for everyone in the community. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not going to name any specific cases, but I think the, the more high-profile ones come to everybody's mind as I say this. Uh, you know, for those of us who roll our eyes at, at the possible effectiveness of the volunteers that you just mentioned, if volunteers like that were in front of the synagogues that have been, you know, victims of the most high-profile of these attacks over the last year, I'm not saying we can predict exactly what would have happened, but the odds of, of those murderers getting into the building would certainly have been much, much longer. Yeah, and, and there's, a, there's a long history, uh, both here and other places, but uh, in the U.S. we have 15 years of experience uh, proving the effectiveness of this model. And these, are, these aren't just volunteers. These are trained volunteers right. where the more advanced people are trained for months um, and, and how to do their work, and they're re- really, really amazing at their work. If you compare that to the security guard, in New York State, the training is eight hours to become a security guard. Um, it, there's there's absolutely no difference in the quality of, of the security work you're going to get with someone in the community that is trained and knows that community. And that kind of combination 
um, is unprecedented. And a lot of these events, yes, we, we believe would have been uh, very different in how, what their outcome would have been. Uh, but not only that, um, it's also a deterrent. Yeah. Right? You see someone training professional in front of your facility, you're the perpetrator, you're likely going somewhere else. Um, and um, in that time where that person goes somewhere else is when we hope we will catch them, uh, when the police will catch them, um, or when they will change their mind and, and not do an attack. And, and that's part of the process as well. You know, Adam, in the aftermath of all this at the moment, um, one of the things to consider is any Jewish gathering, I think you said this already in this conversation, any Jewish gathering, whether it's in a, whether it's in a synagogue or not, it could be in someone's apartment or community center or, you know, a place where just people, someone may notice, hey, there are a lot of Jews going in there. You know, there's a lot of a lot, a lot of people walking in there at this point. And I don't mean to alarm anybody, but believe me, uh, what you what you thought 15 years ago, unfortunately, has come to roost. And now we've really got to step things up in terms of security. Yesterday, I was in a kosher bagel store and a, a little bit of a confrontation broke out. And I'm saying to myself. Not with me. And I'm saying to myself, oh, gosh, you know, I, I, I immediately pick up my phone, ready to call 911. I ask the person I'm with, uh, what's the address of this store? Just to, you know, because you're thinking completely differently yep. now that somebody is going to be, you know, either racially motivated or hate motivated or whatever the motivation is to, to take action that they would not have dreamt of before. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's sad for all of us but that our community um, has to this in many ways and feels this way um and you know we believe that we can turn it around uh, most people of course in, um, in, in every community uh, are very welcoming and, and support the jewish community and, uh, and we don't believe that's changed at all but it is a different environment today and you're absolutely right it, if you have an event at a minimum to be aware but if there are large events that are public um to have trained professionals there as well and if it's not css Maybe it's off-duty police officers that you can hire um, or other really well-trained um, individuals. That's um, recommended anywhere uh, today. Um, and that's, that's the case in the U.S. It's the case in most Jewish communities around the world. Um, and you know, for the foreseeable future, that, um, that will be the case. Can you comment on the uh, church shooting from this weekend, or you have nothing to add to that uh, conversation? Well, what, what I'd say is that the what was amazing in the, in the church shooting was the, the response, right? The, um, the trained security uh, volunteers inside of the church responded within seconds, um, and they saw the individual was uh, suspicious, and they were able to take action, um, which is fantastic. Where CSS comes into play um, is often even before that happens. So if you think someone is suspicious, you need to stop that person even from coming into your facility, right? You don't want to be, have someone just inside that can then respond. But you need someone outside that can see, well, this person's wearing wings. They look suspicious. They're out of place and they're acting strange. Maybe we should let them in. Maybe we should call the police. Maybe we should take other kind of action and hopefully prevent those kind of events from happening. Um, so, um, you know, amazing uh, what they did and, and how professional they were in responding. Um, but it, the complete picture is actually trying to prevent something from happening in the first place. So the, the two sides of the coin are, in our opinion, equally important. What to do in an event to respond and how to actually prevent it from happening in the first place, which is the ideal situation, of course, for our community. No question about it. Well, appreciate your time. CSS, everybody's community security service. If you want to email the folks at CSS or donate to their uh 
uh, to their amazing work. You could do all of it on their homepage. Go to thecss.org, thecss.org for more information. And certainly, we have to take into consideration any type of, of, of gathering, whether it's in a noticeably Jewish location or not. If there are a lot of people in our community or any number of our community who are heading to an event, you have to start thinking about uh, the security measures and to start thinking ahead before the uh, the bad guys, uh, God forbid, take advantage. Adam, thanks so much for joining us, and stay safe. Thank you. Appreciate it. More coming up. It's a Tuesday morning edition of JM in the AM. I remind everybody that we are at uh, Aaron's West Orange, New Jersey, coming up at 11 a.m. today. That's going to be our uh, Tuesday live lunch as we uh, flip with uh, with Avrami. He'll do Thursday's live lunch. And uh, we'll do today's, Tuesday from 11 until 1. Tomorrow, after JMDM, we head to Israel. And on um, on Thursday, we broadcast from World Mizrahi in advance of the Mizrahi World Seum going on in Yerushalayim on Thursday night, with, which we are very much looking forward to. By the way, Seum weather forecast. I think only for New Jersey. I don't know of any other outdoor location around the world that's doing it outdoor Seum. CM weather forecast for tomorrow. Right now, mostly cloudy with a high of 55 degrees. Kalakavo to those who had uh, the proper faith that tomorrow would be decent weather for a beautiful CM. Tuesday morning with Mordechai Shapiro at JM and the M.
morning, three minutes after 8 o'clock in America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. 
heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and AchimSingle.com, on the AchimSingle Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. More coming up. Don't forget today, 11 o'clock, Aaron's West Orange, New Jersey. That's where we'll be for the big live lunch between 11 and 1 today. West Orange, New Jersey. Get ready for us here at JM and the M and the Malcolm Single Network. Show 
J.M. in the A.M. with Amiran Dvir and No Delacha. You heard Akomi Shamaim done by Mordechai Shapiro. Yehuda Green in there with Od Yishama. Yaakov Shweki had Kol Hanishama. And Eina Nachnu, Mordechai Shapiro, opening up the set earlier uh, in the uh, 7 o'clock hour. 11 minutes after 8 o'clock Tuesday morning. It's J.M. in the A.M. later today from Aaron's West Orange at 629 Eagle Rock Avenue in West Orange. Koren is now offering the Talmud reference package for free when you purchase a set of the Noe Edition Koran Talmud Bavli. The Talmud reference package includes all necessary tools to enhance your Gemara learning, including Hamafteach, the practical Talmud dictionary, the Gemara card, and Rav Steinzaltz's revised reference guide.
The 42-volume set is now available at the introductory price of $1,600 with free shipping from CoRenPub.com. CoRenPub.com prices go up after the Siamashas. Special for the Siamashas, get all of Masechah's brachas for just $30. Koren's now offering the Noe Edition Koren Talmud, Masechah's brachas in color or black and white for just $30. Go to CoRenPub.com for details, CoRenPub.com. Check them out. We hope to see our friends at Koren. We head to Israel later this week, and we'll report back with them to you here on JM in the AM. Hey, if you're traveling to Israel, make sure you have the best and most reliable SIM cards, phones, and MiFi cards. Visit GroupSIM.com and order everything you need from one convenient and reliable website. Use promo code Nahum at checkout and save 15% off your order. SIM cards, phones, and MiFi cards for Israel at GroupSIM.com. Plenty more coming up. Keep it right here for a Tuesday morning edition of JM and the AM. We're actually going to be talking about the uh, at length about the OU um, Talmud and Torah study app that we spoke about briefly yesterday with Rabbi, Rabbi Elephant. We're going to be talking more about that coming up if you keep it here at the JM in the AM. All right, that's all coming up here at JM and the AM. Here's David Gabe at JM in the AM. <laughs> Maybe, 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 maybe
יודע שיש עוד דבר, והוא בעצם העיקר. נתת לי בנים, נתת לי בנות, אני מאוד רוצה מכל אחד
J.M. and the A.M. Venizke Dambaya Shragi Gestetner. Before that, Miami Mizrach had Yesh. You heard Simcha Liner with a two-for-Tuesday with uh, Lecha and Harbei Nachat. Uh, Yidel had Yehi Shalom and David Gabe with uh, Yerushalayim here at J.M. in the A.M. 22 minutes before 9 o'clock. Well, yesterday, Rabbi Elephant was with us, and he alluded to a... Um, so a really remarkable thing that's going on, and that is that the uh, OU has launched an all-DAF app. Yeah. And uh, what it's about and how everyone out there can take advantage of it, Rabbi Moshe Shwed is with us live via telephone. He is director of the OU DAF Yomi Initiative. Rabbi Shwed, welcome to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. What a pleasure and honor to speak with you the last day of the calendar, so <laughs> I guess right. we're uh, all making our New Year's resolutions, so and, and it's, great day to speak. And it seems the first resolution is that uh, people uh, are going to dedicate part of the first day of the new year to an incredible Torah event, uh, and by the way, it's not, and, and nothing, uh, to, not to take away from the 90,000 that are together tomorrow in New Jersey, but Baruch Hashem, there are siyumim taking place all around the world, and it's in the hundreds and hundreds of thousands in terms of people who are going to be participating, which is pretty amazing. Also, Rabbi, yes, Sh- Rabbi Shwed, in your capacity, it must be amazing to think that the OU now has a director of the Dafyomi Initiative, that Dafyomi has gotten so big and that some of the people who um, give Dafyomi Shiorim from the OU have gotten so popular that now there's an actual Dafyomi Initiative department. That's pretty significant. Yes, it is. Um, and it's even more significant, I think, that um, we're able to put together a website and an app and really bring together an array of lecturers and content that really spans the gamut of Klal Yisrael. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, yeah. you, have a, yes, you, you, you have a roster of some incredible Magide Shurim. <laughs> Magide Shir, I should say. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So if I give you a little bit of the history, how this came about. Yeah, please. Um, yeah, so the OU, uh, many of the listeners may know, have a Torah website. And there's always a Dafyomi page. Right. And as Rabbi Ellison probably told you yesterday, you know, he's been saying a Dafyomi share in his local Bar Park Stiebel. I think he's finishing his fourth cycle. Right. Um, and two cycles ago, being that the OU was a little bit ahead of the curve with putting Torah online, they asked Rabbi Elephant if he could put his Dafyomi share, you know, on the OU website. So he did just that, and it had incredible popularity and success, many listeners. And sometime through, um, I think it was the middle of the last cycle, they brought on Rabbi Shalom Rosner, who is a world-renowned Magad Shir. Yep. And between the two of them, they were getting you know, upwards of 3,000 hits daily. Wow. So when it came, you know, when it was getting closer to this cycle, to the, to the CMR Shah, so when beginning the new cycle, the OU felt that it's time really to um, expand upon their current roster and see what we can do to um, really bring the DAF. And not only DAF Yomi, you know, it's really for any Masech to learner because we're going to be covering Shas. Right. Um, but really bring it to the to the masses. Um, so I guess to give a little background of what the app looks like and what the website looks like, we really focused on three parts. One part was getting together the top online Magi Deshir, and we've and we have at this point five of the top online Magi Deshir: Rabbi Elephant, Rabbi Rosner, Rabbi Arya Libowitz. Of the five towns, this year will be available. It's really Bornstein is a very popular Magi Deshir from Lakewood, Dafyomi Chabura and Dafa Chaim, which is a, also a very popular site. So we put together, we brought it 
in, to one place and as just something that you know resonated with me when I was reaching out um, to different uh, Dafyomi, Magide Shir, and different pe- people who have different content all over the web, you know, they were saying, why wouldn't I want to have a booth in the Dafyomi mall? Huh. So uh, <laughs> that, that's, what, that's what we've done. Um, I really started with doing a survey. I must have surveyed over a thousand people. And one of the main questions I asked them was, you know, people who learn Dafyomi really don't have much time to do more than the Daf. You know, they're 45 minutes to an hour they dedicate, whether they're doing it online right. or they're doing it in person in shul. So one of the questions I asked them was, if I was able to provide for you, if we were able to provide for you, easily accessible content, interesting content that you could access on your phone, on your computer, wherever you are, how much more time would you dedicate, allocate to some more Torah learning? And the average answer was between 15 minutes to a half an hour. Wow. Which is, which is quite amazing. People just so, want the content. They want the content. They want it geared toward them. People want the content. They want to gear it toward them. So what we did was we aggregated one part was aggregating the top online content, putting it in one place. Right. That means you'll access the website and the app will be, you know, open up to today's DAF, whatever the DAF is of that day. And I'll get to the Masechta learner in a minute. But right. for the regular DAF, you'll learner, they'll be able to access the content on a clean interface with today's DAF. We'll have all the DAF, Shiurim that I mentioned previously. And what we worked on was something we're calling supplemental clips. Like we said, people don't have time, much time to do more than you know, the time they allocate. So we worked on creating short, bite-sized lectures, not more than five minutes, on fascinating topics. One of the topics that we've worked on is Jewish history. Um, if I give a shout-out to Professor Henry Abramson mm-hmm. of Toro College, he has a tremendous website with hundreds of lectures. But he, he has um, taken on and committed to provide a, an under-five-minute video with a Jewish history bite in every daf and shop. It's quite fascinating. You know, so the easy ones are just giving some background to the Tanoim and the Amoraim, or places that come up in the daf. But he is illuminating how did a wine press look in the times of, you know, Chazal. And, and, so, this, and, this, is all, yeah. and this is all in the old daf app? All in the old daf app, free to the world. Just, he just yesterday was neither 68, and the Gemara mentions something about how one Amora sent a letter to another Amora. So Henry Abramson gives a five-minute lecture on how the Postal Service look in Bavel, in <laughs> Babylonia, back in those times. That's Fascinating great. stuff. I'm, I'm, it's funny. I, I just went onto the app. I just installed it on my phone. So today's, okay. page, today's page is the 69th daf of Maseches Nida, and Rabbi Shalom Rosner has a 48-minute cheer. Rabbi Yosef Grossman has a one-hour and one-minute cheer. Right, the that's Rabbi cl- Elephant, so I'm filling right, when the, he's not around. The clips that you mentioned include Psuke Adaf from Rabbi Trump, which is a yeah. four-and-a-half-minute segment. You just mentioned Dr. Henry Abramson. In, un- well, just about two minutes, he has Daf Yomi in Jewish history, as you just alluded to. Uh, and, this right. is, and this is all there on the homepage. It's a Tosfo summary by Chrysler. There's Halacha outlines by Kornfeld. I mean, so it's all. So now I get it. It's all centered on the Daf, but there's a whole ancillary uh, collection of, of shiurim related to the Daf that are of interest to people as well. Halacha, Tosfos, Jewish history, etc., Right. It's something, and I would like to mention, you know, another fascinating aspect that we've been focusing on is the family aspect. You know, many, many people, you know, they see their, their father, you know, um, usually running out in the morning, you know, to learn the daf or coming home late at night to learn the daf. And, you know, they, they appreciate it, but they would love to see, you know, 
and have their father or whoever in their family is learning to adapt bring something home, you know, share it with the family. Right. So one of the things that we've created is at least once a week we have um, somebody who's going to be saying a short Dvar Torah on the daf related to the Parsha. And the video, you know, eventually will be in PDF as well. That's one, one piece, you know, that he could share with the family. Another fascinating program, and I have to give a shout-out to the person that really brought this to my attention and helped me with it, is Dr. Yossi Scheller from Baltimore. He approached us, and he came with a calendar, and this is like an amazing piece of work that he did, because this many people know is that there's 2,711 Dachim and Shaf. Right. You know, that's a seven-and-a-half-year cycle. Right. He mapped out that there are around 2,500 Mishnayos that span those Dachim. Right. So he said, you know, if we could put together some kind of schedule that for people who don't have the time to learn the Daf, it's not, you know, either they have other learning schedules or they're not, you know, they're not um, up to par to be able to learn that much. You know, it's, it's, it's a grueling, it's a grueling uh, schedule to learn the Daf. Mm. So why can't they be part of the global movement by just learning the Mishnayos of the Daf? Phenomenal. And in fact, in Phenomenal. fact, I know somebody, he told me that after the last Yom Hashat, he took upon himself to learn the Mishnayos, and now he's making a CM on all of those Mishnayos, just the Mishnayos. Right. He was inspired. Right. And what you, we did you, was, you on won't the get... old app, right. sorry. No, go ahead. On the old app, app yeah, we created, that on each daf, you'll have, you can learn one Mishnah. And more or less, it will come out that you'll, when the world is making a CM on the Sechus Brachos, you can make a CM on the Sechus Brachos and Mishnayos. You know, so this is a great opportunity for those that can't learn the Talmuds, but they can learn the Mishnayos, or someone wants to learn with his child, you know, bring him into the Daf Yomi learning, you know, let him learn one mission a day with his son. And this could be a great component to share the excitement, you know, with your family. And I don't know the exact percentage, but I would guess you'd get around 80% of all Mishnah uh, by doing that. Um, right, which, right. Which is pretty yeah. amazing. Uh, by right. the way, Rabbi Shwed is with us. We're talking about the old Daf, uh, the old Daf app and, and website. I got to tell you something. Uh, you're, you're winning me over here because of the ease with which you can navigate this app. If you go to the top right, it says choose a Masechta. You literally could hone in on any daf, as you alluded to, any daf in Shas with all the shiurim available. And it, it's just remarkable that it's that easy. Yes. So I have to give a shout out and thank um, the person that I collaborated with, um, E.C. Birnbaum. He really worked very, very hard quarterbacking the design and the back end work, which was done by the OU development team. You know, but. <laughs> Anyone who's in the tech world and in the design world knows that you have to have a certain, a certain amount of patience to deal with um, all the nitty-gritty that goes into UX and UI design, you know, how the user is going to experience, you know, the pages in the app and the interface, how it's going to look. So i got to give them a lot of credit for really, really spending months, you know, on designing it, that it should look, you know, as, as Nachum just alluded to, you know, easy and accessible to the user. And yeah. not only that, if a person logs in, he, he, gets, he gets choices. You know, there's a lot of content there. You know, if you look at the supplemental clips, it could be 8 to 10. Right. But if a person only wants, you know, he wants to choose what he's going to see every day, or his magachir is Rabbi Elephant, or Rabbi Rosner, he doesn't need to come into the app and choose who his magachir is. You can literally set preferences to who, who, what you want to see, what you want to come up on your screen every day. If you're learning a different masechta, not daf yombi. I don't want to come into today's daf. I would like to access of a comma 22. You could set that as a preference, and you'll, you'll get that to your phone. You know, when you open up the app, it will, will show up to that page. And you could, there's all kinds of bells and whistles. You know, you could download the different shoe rooms so you can listen to it when you're on the train. Yeah. You don't have service. 
and, and, and the like. It's unbelievable. I mean, I just went to Brachas Dav Zion. I pressed on supplemental clips, view all, and I have six mini shurim there that are ready for me to listen to. And the and the the the, the wealth of information on every single daf is simply remarkable. Great idea and uh, an amazing service. I mean, what's been? How long ago did you launch the app? So we we launched the app around a week and a half ago, and I'm I'm proud to say, and I'm actually I'm blown away by the response we've gotten. Um, from two angles. One angle is the amount of downloads we have. We have over 4,000 downloads already. Wow. Um, the magnet that it's become, I'm not exaggerating when I say that I literally get two to three emails and messages daily asking, you know, people who have content or would like to contribute. You know, what we're trying really to do is to keep it high quality. Um, so at this point, you know, we have what we have. And as we move on, we'll evaluate and see, you know, what else we could add. To um to enhance the learning experience of other users, unbelievable. I, I mean, it just the potential is incredible, uh, and I'm sure you're going to get a lot more as uh, time goes by over this weekend. Because tomorrow, of course, is the big Siamashas in New Jersey. We are at the Yerushalayim Siamashas Thursday night, and Brachas doesn't officially begin until Sunday, Rabbi Shued. So even so, I mean, Sunday and beyond. Obviously, you're still going to get people who are going to be interested in installing this. But between now and Sunday. It's an amazing opportunity for people to start the daf and brachas daf bays with everybody else around the world. That's right. We're 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 um we're projecting that after people you know participate in the siyum you know they have a few days to contemplate you know how how is that they'll tackle you know the new daf yomi cycle you know they'll have time to download the app choose their preferences and see you know what works for them check the different um, options that are available see what works for you. And again, there, as, as Nachum mentioned, there are many things there, many um, different um, content choices that even if you're not learning Dafyomi, you know, if you want to just get a daily short three-minute Jewish history lecture related to the Daf, yep. or get some background in the, in the Psukim that I mentioned in the Daf, you know, it's a great tool for all that. You know, and as you mentioned, Sunday morning begins Brechlis Dafes, the OU, we're putting together two live events, Rabbi Elephant and Rabbi Rosner will each be saying a Dafyomi Shir. Rabbi Rosner will be in Teaneck at the Romer Show with Rabbi Schechter um, with a lavish breakfast. And um, Rabbi Elephant will be in the Five Towns in Yilk, in Young Gizel, Lauren Cedarhurst, with Rabbi Eitan Feiner, Rabbi Aaron Khan. So there will be live streams. We'll love to see you in person. But it's a very exciting time for the Jewish community. Unbelievable. The ocean of Torah, and the majority of it is available on your phone, which is pretty remarkable. Uh, I assume yeah. I assume the easiest way is to just go to the App Store and search all DAF, right? That would be A-L-L-D-A-F. That's the easiest way, yes. A-L-L-D-A-F is available you know, in the, the Apple App Store, available on Google Play. And for those who are inclined, you know, many people don't download apps. It's all available at alldaf.org on you know on your computer and it's up there your, it's up, all up there already on the site it's all up there already the site actually is a little bit behind it's in beta testing so it's not totally complete but all the content is there wow. um we're we're finishing up the last touches of, of, of the website but it's all there and one one more program that and we were approached to um feature this program but i think it's a phenomenal program you know many many people um, when they begin the Dafyomi, they, they burn out because they learn so much that it becomes one big mush in their mind. Right. So there's, there's a um, person, his name is Avram Goldhar. If you Google him, he's world-renowned for his Goldhar method. He's a, he's a memory genius. He's been studying memory for 30 years, lectures around the world. He has joined together with, with um, Barry Lubowitz, who was also a um, 
pretty um, known maggot here, and they are creating the Zichru Chazara program, which you could check it out, get all the details at zichru.com, but it will all be available. All the cats will be available on the Oldaf app. And just to give a brief overview of what that is, is that he'll be providing and coaching you along the way with Daf Simanim. In other words, you'll be able to... He always, you know, I always um, was taken aback by his, his, his line really is, just because you can't remember everything doesn't mean you can't remember anything. <laughs> right. they're, they're, yeah. They're focusing on giving the user tools to, to be able to remember at least, at least a little bit of the DAF by organizing the Masechta, how the Masechta works, how, I mean, the program it has, how the program are laid out. And with, that, with those skills and the DAF money, you can remember different points of the DAF and review it very, very quickly at all times. So check uh, that out, zichru.com. It'll be available um, on the old DAF app and website as well. Amazing. Rabbi Moshe Schwed is the uh, director of the OU DAF Yomi Initiative. All DAF. You want to go to your app store, all DAF, A-L-L-D-A-F, and you can go to the web, alldaf.org. Rabbi Schwed, thank you so much for bringing all this to our attention and uh, continue bringing a lot of Torah study to uh, millions around the world. It's really an amazing project. Thank you, Nachum, for having me. A Have pleasure. A day. More coming up on this uh, Tuesday morning edition of JM in the AM. Here's Avram Freed. Pretty amazing. That's Avram Freed. Tyra is the best as Tyra. Reminder, we are at uh, Aaron's West Orange, New Jersey, 11 until 1 today, doing the Tuesday Live Lunch. Come join us, 629 Eagle Rock Avenue in West Orange. I remind you that our friends at Koren are offering the Talmud Reference Package for free when you purchase a set of the Noe Edition Koren Talmud Bavli. The Talmud Reference Package includes... All necessary tools to enhance your Gemara learning, including Hamafteach, the Practical Talmud Dictionary, the Gemara Card, and Rav Steinzaltz's Revised Reference Guide. The 42-volume set is now available at the introductory price of 1600 with free shipping from KorenPub.com. KorenPub.com. Prices will likely go up after the Siyam. Special for the Siyam Hashas, get all of Masecha's Brachas for just $30. Koren's offering the Noe Edition Koren Talmud Masechus Brachas in color, black and white, for just 30 bucks. KorenPub.com for details. 
korenpub.com for details. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSingle.com and the NachumSingle Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Tuesday. Tomorrow we're here starting at 6 a.m. And then uh, off to Israel we go. Thursday with the Siyam Shas with World Mizrahi and Binyanei Haoma. Um... 11 a.m. this morning, live lunch from West Orange. Aaron's West Orange at 629 Eagle Rock Avenue. Make sure to join us. Today is the final day of 2019, the perfect day to give a generous donation to the Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting. Go to fjbunity.org, 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 and we thank you. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.